guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show, Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Jeff Trinopole, bringing you sports from a west side point of view. Okay, here's the rundown of the topics I will be discussing today. Joe freaking Burrow. If you've been a fan of the show, I always call him Joe freaking Burrow. Finally speaks out against the fake news of the national media. I love it. The Reds, Bearcats, and Xavier are all in action today. All right. Finally, my boy, Ohio's own Joe freaking Burrow has finally come out and spoke. I think definitively that he's fine with the Bengals drafting him. He says, and I quote, of course I want to be the number one pick. That's every kid's dream. He goes, I'm a ball player. I'll play for whoever picks me. I'm a ball player. I'll play for whoever picks me. Pretty clear there. If the Bengals pick him, he'll play for him. I don't know how he can make it any clearer without coming out and saying he'll play for the Bengals, which he's not going to say that. I'll get to that in a minute. And he said, and he goes, it's a draft. You never know what's going to happen, which he's right. He goes, he goes, they may not love me. I don't know yet. He hasn't even really got a chance to talk to him. So he's not going to come out and say he wants to play for him or he doesn't want to play for him. And he said, the cool part is, he goes, how many guys get to go home for dinner? He says, it's like two hours and 15 minutes from my house. Meaning his parents' house, I'm sure. He's going to have his own, own house here. But he wants to go home. It's close. So that's a great thing. And I was listening to Dan Patrick's show, which honestly, after his interview with uh, Joe freaking Burrow, I kind of wanted to stop listening to him for a while. But I turned it on today after I got off work. And uh, and uh, he quoted uh, Joe Burrow saying, you know, the national media kind of took the story and ran with it. And Dan Patrick goes, well, he might be talking to me. I'm like, you think? <laughs> because, let me see here. You're the one who goes, oh, I don't know. He might not want to go to the Bengals, you know? I'm not sure if that's, he answered that exactly right. I'm like, what, what, what interview did you listen to? You're the one to answer the question. And you're actually usually a pretty good interviewer. Yes, you're the one he's talking to. You're the one that got all this started. And then the guy from Texas who had the newspaper article where he's Joe Burrow has leverage on the Bengals and blah, he doesn't want to come here. And again, Joe never said that. I've been saying this for months until Joe freaking Burrow says, I do not want to play for the Bengals. I'm not believing any of it. And then Ashby just took off with it. This is one of the reasons the draft, they don't need to have the draft in April. They should have it like now, like in February. Why? I know why you're, so people keep talking about it and you're, Got the NFL talking all the time, but you got ESPN in your back pocket. ESPN, 90% of their conversation on the radio or on TV is either the NFL or the NBA. I'm like, dude, this time of year, it's college basketball, NHL hockey. There's so much other stuff to talk about, except you guys want to make stuff up about what Joe, what you think Joe Burrow should have said, which is how you should have reported it. This is what he said. I think... In my opinion, this is what he should have said, is what you guys should report. But you didn't. You made it sound like Joe Burrow said he didn't want to come here. He never said that. Joe, like he said, it's crazy. Or where is it? It's crazy. You never. The, the, it's the draft. You never know what's going to happen, which he's right. The Bengals could do something stupid and trade the pick. I don't think they're going to, but they could. So he's not going to come out and say he wants to or he doesn't want to play for the Bengals. He said, and I quote, I will play for whoever picks me. So national media, please take a nice, warm, 
cup of shut the hell up. Do your job. Try to actually report on things that are actual stories. Like, all right, I was listening to Golik Wingo uh, this morning. And I usually like listening to them. And first story out of the box is Joe Burrow has small hands. You know, he's only got nine-inch hands. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has got a quarter-inch bigger. So I think Joe will be fine. And his tweet was freaking awesome. (laughs) He's going to have to retire because the NFL football might be slipping through his hands. So... Joe Burrow was great on that Twitter. But that's I thought, okay, fine. At least they're going to talk about something other than them thinking he doesn't want to go to the Bengals. They talked about that for like a minute. And then Trey Wingo comes on and says, well, you know, we got to talk about this leverage that Joe Burrow has on the Bengals and how he doesn't want to go there. And, you know, they are a really bad uh, organization. They, they haven't been good for a long time. They've had how many number one overall picks? And they've missed on a whole bunch of them. I'm like, Last time we had a number one pick, overall pick, we drafted a guy named Carson Palmer. I think we did pretty good on that. And then you want to go back to 1995 when I was, me, was 25 years old. I'm 44 now. Yeah, we drafted Kajada Carter, which we traded up to get. Ripped his knee in the second play of his first uh, preseason game. Then you want to go back to 1992 when I was in high school. We drafted Dan Wilkinson. Yeah, he didn't work out as good. What line of number one overall picks are you talking about, Trey Wingo? The 90s was 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Yes, that was a terrible decade. That was the lost decade. Stop acting like that's what's happened the last four years. That is not what has happened the last four years. Okay? Now, if we don't get it turned around quick, yes, it could. But we're not there yet. Okay? And this notion that we've missed on a lot of our draft picks, I'll give you three of them. Billy Price, I think, is going to be okay. I think last year he got he was injured. I don't think he was suited for center. I, you know, I think that was a bad call. But guard, I think he's going to be fine. Jonah Williams, he got hurt. Like Kajana Carter. Luckily, it's not a career-ending thing like Kajana's was. He got hurt. The man never got hurt in college. He gets hurt. It happens. So we're going to have basically two first-round picks playing this year. Now, I will give you John Ross. That was a reach, and the Bengals should have never drafted him. Well, they should have done, and I've said this on other shows, they should have signed Muhammad Sanu or Marvin Jones Jr. back then. Not now. Back then. Anyway. So I'll give you one, Trey, that they've messed up on. The other ones, eh, not so much. And, oh, by the way, when the Bengals were going to five straight playoffs, six six playoffs in seven years, they hit on almost every draft pick, and you and everybody else was talking about how great a organization the Bengals are and how well-run they are and how they've gotten better. That was only four years ago. That's it. <laughs> now we're Now they act like we're back to the 90s, back where we – we had, you know, first round picks or for, number one picks overall. She's only twice, but still <laughs> like, it's just, you guys have got to do your homework. This is the problem with having the draft in April. I think they should just have the draft now. I mean, nobody's going to get any, nobody's playing any football from now until April. Nobody's playing. There's no, I mean, yeah, I got the XFL and I got drafted any of them. They're not college players. Most of them anyway. They need to move the draft back up because you got so much just 
fake news out there. It's ridiculous. I mean, they actually had something to talk about with his puny nine-inch hands, but they, they decided not to talk about that. That was actual fact, which to me is stupid. It'll be fine. I mean, golf has had uh, the, the quarterback for the Rams. I think he's got nine-inch hands. I think he's been fine. So, I mean, it's another story that you could talk about that's an actual story. Factual facts. His hands are nine inches. Not that he doesn't want to play for the Bengals. That's not a fact. <sighs> I'm so happy he said something. It's just, I cannot wait to the draft. This is, and it's all driven, I would say mostly by ESPN, but Dan Patrick's the one that started it. And ESPN, I like listening to them, but would you guys get off the NFL and the NBA? That's all you ever talk about. Right now, we have college basketball. We have NHL hockey. There's a lot of other stuff going on. But they're going to shove that XFL down my throat, which I haven't watched one single minute of. (sighs) So happy Joe Burrow came out and said something. All right, you guys in the market for a rental property? Houses, apartments, condos, whatever. Check out my guys, T Properties. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com. They have quality housing for quality people. And they will take care of you for all your rental needs and your rental property management needs. All right, moving on to college basketball. UC does not play until Sunday. I'm already getting kind of nervous about that one, but we got Xavier in action tonight. They are taking on DePaul at 7 o'clock on CBS Sportsnet. Now, I'm quoting Travis Steele in his uh, pregame press conference from yesterday. He said, if you're not ready to play tomorrow night, meaning tonight, I've got to really question who you are as a person. Meaning, they got their butts kicked at Villanova. Or, not at Villanova, by Villanova on Saturday. I mean, Xavier is really never in the game. And they just came off that run where they're starting to get better and starting to make some noise and starting to at least, you know, get into the conversation of the first four in or last four out or whatever. They're getting close. And then they go get just bludgeoned by Villanova. They need to win this tonight. It's at Centos. Like I said, that's 7 o'clock. They should win. I mean, Xavier went to DePaul a couple weeks ago and won there. Now, DePaul, like I said, it's a Big East team, so and it's a... It's a conference game, and I'll say this for any conference you're in. Once well, a conference game, it's always a tough game. I don't care if you're in the whack, smack, whatever. If you're playing a conference game, it's going to be a tough game. But I think Xavier should pull it out tonight. It's at 7 o'clock, CBS Sportsnet. My UK fans, Big Blue Nation, you guys are in action tonight, 7 o'clock ESPN. You guys play Texas A&M. Same thing. It's an SEC game. It's a conference game. It's going to be a tough game. Hopefully Kentucky shows up. Hopefully X shows up. And hopefully they both win. All right. I don't talk boxing much on here. I mean, especially heavyweight boxing. I haven't been interested in that since probably Holyfield and, and uh, Tyson back in the day. But this Wilder Fury uh, fight was, was pretty interesting. I mean, uh, Fury won. And Wilder now wants... His, uh, his rematch. He says he's definitely going to exercise his rematch clause. Now, I find this funny, interesting, and I don't know, he kind of maybe has a point. It's, it's, okay, Wilder said 
he knew his, his legs were gone by the third round. He said they were, I don't want to say wore up, but they were tired by the time he got in the ring because he wore 40 pounds of, a, of weight on his costume to the ring. So I don't know how far the ring walk was, but I mean, it's not, not close. And I think he said he had it on for like 15 minutes before they even went to the ring. And then Fury, he got carried to the ring. So he didn't have to walk at all. So, I mean, it's kind of a lazy, and I would say lazy, iffy excuse, but more I think of it, more kind of, kind of makes sense. I mean, 40 pounds is a lot to wear. Now, I would think you would have thought about that before you decided to put it on and wear it down there. Um, but I don't know. Either way, they're going to have a third fight. Heavyweight boxing needs this. They have, I mean, there are more people talking about this, this fight than I've heard anybody talking about the heavyweight championship in a while. Because I think they finally got it unified again. I don't know. It's like three different belts at one time. I think now it's all back to one belt, which is what it should be. So, I think, I was listening to, I don't remember the guy's name, but he was talking boxing uh, earlier today. I was on Fox Sports, or Fox, uh, Fox Radio. Anyway, I think he had a good idea. Now, I don't know if they can get ready for a fight this fast, but uh, he was saying to do the, the rematch on July 4th because there's really not anything else going on then. I mean, football is just about to start. I mean, training camp and all that stuff. But I think mean, going on really is baseball. July 4th, everybody, you know, we partying, have a good time, have people over fireworks. Like, hey, let's get the fight. You know, all right, cool. I'll pitch in. So I honestly think that could be a good, good time to have this fight. And this excuse... He's either gonna he's either gonna win with this or he's gonna die with this because if he does if Wilder doesn't come back and beat Fury he's never gonna hear the end of this forty pounds of weight on a costume I mean he had lights and batteries and all kinds of stuff so was, he the costume was supposed to be for Black History Month it was a mask and cape and everything else so just a piece of advice Wilder um, next time. Try your costume out and like walk around or whatever and see how far you got to walk before you get in a ring and try to go 12 rounds with somebody. Just a thought. <laughs> All right. As I said earlier, the Bearcats are off until Sunday, which is great. The Bearcats need a break. Problem is Houston is also off until Sunday. I wish they had a game now. <laughs> so hopefully they'd at least be a little tired. But I'm hoping with this week... Coach Brandon can install the stuff that he's kind of said he hasn't been able to because the guys have been tired. They haven't been able to practice as much. So I'm hoping with this week of just practice and hopefully rest, he can get them to where they need to be because they have got to play the best game of the year to have a shot to beat Houston. Because it's in Houston. I'm sorry, Houston's good. And I, like I said this on yesterday's show, or yeah, yesterday's show, um, Houston is a very physical team, and the refs let them get away with it. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to let UC get away with that. So, UC's got to be smart about their play and smart about their offense. And the good thing, I know as I keep going back to, to stuff that Mick did, but I like the way Brandon coaches these guys and his calm demeanor during these close 
games. We had nothing but stressful close games. And if it was Mick, he would be going absolutely nuts on them. And I don't think that helps all the time, you know? Because I think that's helped these guys be able to to win the majority of these overtime games and come back from deficits of 15 points down to win games. I really, I, I wish Brandon would get more credit for that because I still remember, I, I, I hate bringing this up, but the Nevada game two years ago in the tournament, we were up by 15, 20 points and we let them back in and to me, if you're watching Mick on a sideline, he's just going freaking nuts, screaming. And then if he's acting like that, then that translates to your players of them getting nervous and, and pushing and we got to make this, we got to make that, we got to do, you know. But if you're nice and calm, you're like, all right, guys, look, we'll be fine. Just run this play, yada, 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 and go do it. It's It helps. I, I just really have enjoyed watching Brandon coach because – if you notice when he coaches, when they call the huddle, he walks out on the court, gathers his assistant coaches, and they talk a little bit, and then he goes in. Every once in a while, he might say something real quick to somebody, one of the players, as they walk by. But that's very, very rare. And he said, he said this earlier in the year. He he likes to come out, talk to his assistant coaches, get his thoughts together, and then talk to the team. And I think that's great. I think that's what the really good coaches do. I mean, yes, Coach Krzyzewski yells, but not all the time. You know, he's not on the sideline going crazy all the time. I mean, he will, but he's more calm, you know, and and it just seems like that is a better, you get a better reaction out of your kids because it helps them stay calm because they're already nervous enough as it is. They're in the daggone game, Okay. So they're trying their best to make shots or they're trying their best to play defense. And if you're screaming and hollering at them, it doesn't always help. Some kids it does. A lot of people it doesn't. So anyway, that's my show for today. I love Joe freaking Burrow. National media. Shh. That's your sports, baby. Check out my Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram. They're all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. The handle at Twitter is Jeff A. Trenopole, T-R-E-N-N-E-P-O-H-L. Check me out. Share, like, subscribe. I'm up to 134, I think, on the YouTube channel. Let's try to push that to like 200 here before, uh, not the end of February. We're almost there. Let's say how about the end of uh, March. Let's try to get about 200, 200 people, 200 subscribes. Tell all your friends about me. See you guys.